0: 完璧
1: Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by 8-Bit and those sexy audio-based legends over at Audio-Technica. Please go and upgrade your audio game today over at audiotechnica.com. And joining me on this episode is a man who can be found blasting tunes and spinning decks, consuming copious amounts of bluey and smashing through all of the video games. He's also one half of the podcast machine known as Dialogue Options, which he helms with his best bud, Kyron. Get on board now, listeners, if you haven't already, as they're creeping closer towards 250 episodes. You can find him on the socials at Mac. Joel, welcome to the Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing?
0: I am doing... Fantastic! I'm I'm very happy to be here. It's uh it's very nice. It's very spacious. I love what you've done with the place.
1: I appreciate it. I I knew I had guests coming around, so I sort of tidied (laughs) up a little bit, put some mood lighting on, and uh, just made sure the pillows were fluffed and everyone's comfy. But, no, it's good to have you here, man. I know we've been talking on and off for a while about getting you here into the Riverside Studio to be talking about a fantastic anime. So uh, good things come to those who wait, I believe is what they say. And now you're here, and I'm feeling good. And I guess guess. we can keep those good times rolling and start with maybe – a little bit about who you are, what you do, a little bit about your respective backstory, and then we can sort of narrow that focus further into your history with anime. So uh, okay. tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name's Joel. I like uh, video games and pop culture and all things nerdy and all that kind of stuff. I'm a walking, talking cliche, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I run a podcast, Dialogue Options with Kyron, um... Also hang out with the story mode crew over there as well, um, and yeah, I just yeah, I, I I like talking about things in general, mostly like nerdy stuff and 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 movies and music particularly. Um, do a bit of DJing on the side as well, um, but yeah, that's the long and short of it. I'm just a straight white dude that likes nerdy stuff. That's <laughs> I'm very unique in that way.
1: It feels like we're looking into a mirror right now as we uh, <laughs> stare at each other through our respective web cam- webcams because uh, we are checking those exact same boxes. Mm-hmm. I just can't uh, DJ to save my life, but uh, maybe one day, maybe you can give me a few lessons and I can uh, get to your level with we the old uh, spinning of the decks. Is that what they call it? Spinning the decks?
0: I mean, yeah, that's fine. It's, I, okay. I just I just say playing tunes, I guess. I don't know.
1: It's I, I like that. Yeah,
0: just playing some tunes. It's fine. right
1: yeah yeah you can teach me how to play some tunes one day because uh, yeah right now I am a rookie at that but uh, <laughs> we are not rookies at podcasting I think collectively between us we've got you know close towards a thousand episodes in the can as far as uh, the amount of microphones we've spat through over oh, the years gosh. so yeah. uh yeah Yeah, crawling your way to a quarter of a thousand episodes or I guess halfway to 500 if it's a little less dramatic there. But yeah, on your way to 250 (laughs) episodes with dialogue options, which is no small feat, we were talking about it offline uh, about what might you do to celebrate such a momentous occasion and uh in the last couple of minutes have you actually come up with an idea since no, uh, Since then or not
0: not at all like it's it's like there's been so much going on it, it, that I've been thinking about like I sort of just like show up and do the show at the moment and like think about it and like yep cool I know what we're talking about no it's good do the show and it's fine and Kyron very thankfully takes care of most of everything else because he's an absolute superstar of a human being but Um, Yeah, I think we might need to have a bit of a chat and figure out what we're going to do because the the one big change we did was when we got to episode 100, we changed our theme song, we introduced segments and had bumpers and things that I I made at the time. And um, so I don't know if it's going to be something drastic like that, but we'll we'll try and think think of something fun to do, I think.
1: Yeah. I, I like that. That is—it's very on topic tonight, as far as anime, because as as we know, anime progressively change their theme songs as it matures or the tone shifts. So mm-hmm. yeah. maybe you might have to do similar with dialogue options when you are uh, cross that two hundred fiftieth finish line there and uh, shift the tone up, shift the shift the dynamic. Maybe you can start playing a villain role on the pod. Who knows? Maybe.
0: I mean, I always like have I, I have my heel turn moments quite quite frequently. Maybe earlier on in the in the show, but like. Um, I might be a little bit more relaxed now, but yeah, was no- known to be a, a bit of a, you know, Sonic hater and 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 thought Crash Bandicoot was overrated. But, you know, hey, it's, it's fine.
1: that's fine. That's your opinion? Everyone's uh, able to have them and shape yep. them themselves? Like, it's funny. I saw you gushing. Well, I see the world gushing every day about Tears of the Kingdom and... I still just could not give less a shit if I tried, which I haven't played a minute of it and yeah, I will eventually. And I'm extremely happy for everyone that is singing its praises from the rooftops and Nintendo have got that formula down to a fine art, but I'm just yeah. like, I just can't get to that level of hype. I maybe might get halfway there once I start playing it, but it's, fine. it's just not a formula that sort of tech uh, sort of checks all my emotional boxes, but it does for you, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty special. Like just discovering things minute to minute in that game is phenomenal. Like, and I don't, I still don't understand how they did it, to be honest. It's, um, it's a, it's, it's a mystery to me and, and has been since I started playing it, but yeah. Um, but it's totally fine. Like I, it's totally fine. I, I, I don't, um, don't begrudge anyone for just being, for for feeling like they, I don't feel like anyone needs to play it. It is a, if you like video games, it's something that is definitely worth checking out because I think it's a very well made one. But anyway,
1: yeah, and, and I'll get around to it eventually. And and that's it. Like we don't want to yuck anybody's yums here. Like there's things that you'll like that I won't, and vice versa. And same as the listeners out there. But uh, let's sort of narrow that focus in a little yeah. bit, and we'll talk about uh, anime, which is you know what this podcast is based upon. And maybe we can sort of hear about your origin stories. Where where did your introduction to anime begin maybe favorites uh particular anime that you might have watched anything you love or hate about the genre like yeah the, the floor is yours to uh share your anime journey with us John. Uh,
0: <laughs> so i'm pretty notorious for um not finishing anime especially ones that i like start and it's not because i don't enjoy it um because i very much do i just sort of like start watching and then forget to go back um especially with like series uh, and things like that but mm-hmm. um I mean, it's like you know, the the classic answer is like you know it was like Pokemon and stuff on Cheese TV back in the day, all that sort of stuff. Dragon Ball Z, I dabbled with a little bit, but more recently, like it's I've been sort of looking into like the films. Okay. Of, of 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 um, most particularly, I, I this is I want to say that it wasn't planned, but it slightly was. But I am wearing my uh, Suzume uh, t shirt that I got uh, from from Uniqlo the other day. Um, I I am a big fan of Makoto Shinkai's work.
1: Very talented individual and yes. Susume, chef's kiss for for that as well. I adored my time with that in the cinema. What yeah. like a month month ago? Maybe yeah,
0: little, about then, right? Yeah, it was about a month ago or so. Um, yeah, I phenomenal phenomenal movie. And I, I think my favorite. I, I think I classify it until last year. It was like my favorite movie of all time is Your Name, um, because I like. I don't know. I we went and saw it on a whim after hearing some people talk about it and mm-hmm. and um it was literally 2 minutes in as soon as that first like song kicks in I was like, "Oh, I love this." And then the last 20 minutes of the movie I was in tears and inconsolable. Um so uh yeah, that that that's a special one for me. Um that that I highly rate. In terms of stuff that I've actually finished watching series-wise, it's not a whole lot. Um <laughs>
1: There's just a there's just like a pile of half half watched anime going back yep. decades that you've sort of got into and then got out of and then something else rinse repeat. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. And much to the much to the uh, very like disappointment of my friends um, that are just like Joel seriously finish watching it. Um, but the one that I did that, that sticks out in my mind that I did finish watching, which is kind of on topic for what we'll talk about today, uh, was Kill the Kill. Hey, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Big Killer Kill fan. So, um it was one of two figurines I bought when I went to Japan. One was a Rise from Dancing All Night, Center for Dancing All Night statue, and I bought um oh, I can't remember her name now cuz I haven't watched it in a long time. But um the best friend from from Killer Kill. I'm just like losing my uh, nerdy card over here. Right now,
1: yeah. Well, well, Hiroyuki Imashi, I- Imashi, I think you pronounce his surname. Sorry, yeah. The the director of both what we're going to be talking about and Killer Kill. So I guess that's the the sort of the dotted line connecting sort of these two line, threads. There.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I got told to watch it, and just at the side, I was like, one night was like, okay, I'll give it a go, and like devoured it in like a week or so, um, and and absolutely loved Killer Kill as like a, a bit of a fun. I like to look at it as a commentary on Magical Girl anime. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there.
0: I think it's like it, it pushes its boundaries because it's trying to say something. That's what I believe. But whether or not that was the intent, I don't really know. Maybe it was just making something for Lewd's sake. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, it, uh, it dances that line... Better than most, I'd say. And I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's, it's one of my all time faves, Killer Kill. It's it's really oh, wow. special. The the animation style, the soundtrack, the fight mm-hmm. scenes, just just the way it's drawn, it is a sight to behold. So I'm happy that you've actually watched that through its entirety because <laughs> yeah, it is fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely love Killer Kill. Um, yeah, I I like to describe it as like it has like a real punk rock vibe to it in mm-hmm. the way that it's it, it looks. As well, that's what it's I, very I think grungy, I, yeah. That's what kind of attracted me to it and got me through watching the rest of it. But uh, I guess I don't know,
1: <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Like, um, it's it's funny, it's everybody I've had on the show just about has cited their their anime gateway drug being primarily through Cheese TV and, and finding those sort of commercialized anime through Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and stuff, but yep. um. Yeah, you're the first person so far to mention Killer Kill, which is a shame because it's a very special anime, and yeah, it owns a owns a big piece of my heart. So I'm I'm yep. very thankful that you dug this, and hopefully that might bode well for for the anime in question we're talking about. And um, yes. I guess listeners, for the first time that are stopping on by here with the More Than Hentai Anime Appreciation Podcast, what we do here is based off my co-host sort of. Uh, wants, needs, what they enjoy viewing from a from an anime, from a film, from a TV perspective. We build up a little bit of a case file as far as what they're they're typically into consuming and then we'll try and find an anime that they're yet to watch, recommend that anime to them, and then we sit down, not not together, maybe one day we can do it together, but uh, we sit down and watch the first episode of said anime and then we sort of deep dive in it from front to back, full spoilers, so uh, yeah, listeners, we were, we'll be spoiling you wouldn't really say major plot points, we're going to be spoiling the plot of episode one. We're going to be talking about it in any detail we like, but we will not spoil any major plot points from the entire series. We're not going to be focusing beyond this first episode, but we will be unpacking every bit that we choose to on episode one of this particular anime. And that anime in question is known as Gurren Lagann which um, is a Japanese mecha science fiction anime series done by Gainax and co-produced by Anaplex and Konami. It ran for 27 episodes between April and September of 2007. As I mentioned, it was directed by Hiroyuki Imiyashi and written by veteran playwright Kazuyuki Nakashima. We also saw a manga adaptation as well as two anime films and a video game on the old DS that Ooh. were released subsequently following from that April sort of debut of the anime itself. Gurenlagen currently holds a score of 8.63 on my anime list, and that is based on 865,000 unique user votes. And the story of Gurenlagen is as follows. Simone and Kamina were born and raised in a deep underground village hidden from the fabled surface. Kamana is a free-spirited loose cannon uh, hell-bent on making a name for himself, while Simone is a, tim- a timid young boy with no real aspirations. One day while excavating the Earth, Simone stumbles upon a mysterious object that turns out to be the ignition key to an ancient artifact of war, which the duo dubs Lagan. Using their new weapon, Simone and Kamana fend off a surprise attack from the surface with the help of Yoko Litner, a hot-blooded redhead wielding a massive gun who wanders the world above. In the aftermath of the battle, the sky is now in plain view, prompting Simone and Kaminar to set off on a journey alongside Yoko to explore the wastelands of the surface. Soon they join the fight against the Beastmen, humanoid creatures that terrorize the remnants of humanity in powerful robots called Gunmen. Although they face some challenges and setbacks, the trio bravely fights these new enemies alongside other survivors to reclaim the surface while slowly unraveling a galaxy-sized mystery. So, Joel... Yes, Gurren Lagann. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute banger, in my opinion. But I'm not going to say any more right now than that. What was your first feelings of this? Like you haven't watched any of this before. This was your first time viewing Gurren Lagann. This is a anime that's been out now for about 16 years, give or yep. take. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're, we're tackling episode one, which is known as "Bust Through the Heavens with Your Drill!" Exclamation point. But yeah, tell me about your initial thoughts on Gurren Lagann.
0: Well I mean starting with that, just seeing that title, I was like, all right, okay I, I I like I'm a bit of an extra person myself um and I figured that was pretty extra and I was like, this is okay this is seeming pretty fun um yeah I I like I had no idea what to expect apart from my wife sort of saying that it drastically changes gears at, at certain points that's like the whole series but um. I, I had no idea, uh, and another friend of mine just being like, "You need to watch this, Joel. You of all people need to watch this," <laughs> and uh, have had that constantly for about uh, two or three years or so. And yeah, so that that sort of had me excited. But uh, it was it was great. I, I, it just kicks off. It doesn't really give you a chance to sort of breathe. It just it it starts going and does not stop until the credits roll. Really.
1: And even um, with the opening, like it jumps straight into that intro track straight off the rip. And Serario yeah. Days by Shoko Nakagawa is is the song that we are introduced to straight away. And it's got fantastic like guitar riffs, some real fat mm-hmm. drum beats in there. Yep. It's it's a real banger of an opening track. And, and it sort of gets, gets the expectation set early. You're getting introduced to a whole heap of characters in the intro and you're like, who are all these whimsical looking people and creatures? Like, what is happening here and we get this massive massive intro track and then after that it cuts to this awesome shot of like a solar system with a yeah. huge ass explosion we've got this space battle getting showcased with sort mm-hmm. of the the person we just assume to be the the hero of Grownlogen potential and he's sitting there just being a boss and being a swag swag lord and you know pretty much implying that he's about to do something magical and save the galaxy and whatever else and then it cuts to present day, where we've just got a whole heap of random, uh, you know, young adults and kids digging mines, and yep. that's where we get introduced to Simone, and he's, uh, you know, cruising around these little hand hand drill digging around, and and he's like, you know what? People just think I'm digging for stakes, but they're like, no, I'm also digging for treasure. Exactly.
0: I I love these little these little drill like handheld drill <laughs> things. It's such a cool like. It makes so much sense, like, and especially it serves the purpose for this, I guess, set up to the story um, of them, like, digging through the earth and things like that. Um, and, yeah, like, I just, like, I, I love the side, like, the, the 2D side shots of, like, all the people sort of drilling through the earth and you just see these, like, black, like, shapeless bodies basically just moving through, like, this dirt uh, with these these cool drill things. And then they got, like, the cool light-up goggles as well, like, the very steampunky. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it, it, like, from that, like, that that, that banger track, and you get that, like, Galaxy intro, and you're like, okay, what's going on here? We're, like, in the middle of a battle. And then, yeah, you sort of end up literally in a hole in the ground. Um, and I kind of dug that.
1: Yeah, it, it really is a fun open, and I do admire the pun it was was perfectly placed. <laughs> thank you. It, it thank you. felt very um, felt very video gaming where we do get sort of that side sideways shot with just the silhouettes of the little mining kids digging around. It was yeah. very throwback to uh, you know, to to the glory days of like arcade cabinet gaming or something. Yes, it was, it was really fun, and uh, yeah. So after this encounter where we where we're introduced to Simone. He's drilling around, and as, as we alluded to, he's he's not all, only just digging for, for the reward of a juicy steak, he's also digging for treasure, and he finds this special drill bit, and he's in, in awe and very curious about what this little find is, and he's, he's picked it up and ended his shift, and then he's sort of walking out into just the general population area, and he's getting made, made fun of by everybody, all the girls, like, oh,
0: you're dirty, you're stinky, you're gross. There's a great line there, I think, as they're walking away, one of the girls says, we better be careful and move away from him, otherwise he'll drool through us. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a double entendre or not, but it's very funny.
1: There, there is a lot of double entendres and sexual innuendos <laughs> throughout this entire season, but also in episode one. There's there's a, a lot of uh, pseudo-sexploitation going on here. Done yeah. in a very cutesy, whimsical way, though, which is kind of yeah. weird, but eh,
0: I don't know. It's- yeah, it's it's it's, it's it, it walks it walks a very fine line. But yeah, th- that made me laugh a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh. So so after yeah, we hear that fantastic line about uh, they don't want it, they don't want Simone to to drill through them. We're introduced to Carmina, uh, who we, who we quickly work out that he's just about the only one that sides and likes with Simone. And, and he's like, you know, don't don't call me Carmina, call me bro. And then Simone, being very grounded and very straight laced, is like but you're not my family, we're not related by blood. And he's like, doesn't matter, we're soul brothers. And, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. And he, he's throwing around all this sort of like hype up, hype man sort of act where he's like, you know, drills are in your soul and everything else like that. Like he's 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 got uh, Simone's back, which is beautiful to see. And yeah. then they're sort of planning, planning a bit of an escape because uh, Kamina, he just wants to get out from out from this pit, he wants to to see what's on the surface and he sort of assembles this ragtag group of misfits, including Simone, and he's like, you know, you, yours is the drill that will break through the vault of heaven, you know, no one can stop the invincible team. Guran. and like, he's he's everyone's hype man, like, he's such a boss. He is, like, he, uh, like at first he's sort of like, <sighs> not really sure because
0: you're like, oh, this guy's got a grate on my nerves, but like, he really is just trying to like, just gas everyone up and get get everyone going and like i mean obviously it is to help him in the long run to sort of achieve what he wants to achieve but i guess he's trying to prove to everyone that that there is something worth seeing up there and
1: that's it and no one believes him. Like, everyone's like, no, that's that's not the case. Uh, the surface doesn't exist. Uh, we, we find out as well that Kamina's dad escaped years ago, but Kamina didn't go with him. There's a whole heap of back and forth there with, with the chief, who is this the only adult there, really. Like, I guess Kamina's late teens, maybe early adulthood, but everyone yeah. else is a kid because they've all been orphaned due to these constant earthquakes that happen and just, I guess, has unluckily crushed every adult in the, in this yeah. pit but we get this moment where after he says yeah we're going to we're going to break through your drills going to help us break through the vault of heaven and it cuts to this random scene with all riding these really hairy hogs and they're planning <laughs> this escape by riding these rabid pigs that all yep. somehow then smash together and form like this sentient pig rope that's going to sort of push them all the way to the roof which makes no sense but it's like okay I'm in
0: it's like again I just rewatched this first episode before before jumping on And um, as someone who's just come out of seeing, like, Fast X today and really enjoying it, it, it's... I am no stranger to being very much entertained by just stuff where it's like, this is great. I don't care how it works. This is hilarious. And, yeah, just just them intertwining together to, like, reach up to the sky
1: is is hilarious. So good. It's so absurd. But like you said, I sort of just... uh parked any doubt when I was re-watching this and I was like, you know what? This is just good dumb fun. I'm along for this ride. Let's see what happens. Best of luck, young chaps, as you're making a giant rope out of pigs to, to get <laughs> to the surface. I wish you well. Sadly, that doesn't happen. They end up sort of tumbling down and then, yeah, the chief gets very pissed and, yeah, he's talking about that, yeah, you, we, we can't go up there. There's you can't, you can't get up to the surface. It's not good. Generations have been warned to never unseal the roof of the canopy. like So they've been underground for generations and generations. But, yeah, coming yeah. has got this aspiration to get up there and see what his dad's been up to and also see what, I guess, exists beyond the pit. But, yeah, they end up, um, they end up getting sort of locked in in jail. Well, Kamin up gets locked in jail because the chief's like, Simone, we know you just went along with it, you know, not by choice. He pressured you into it, so they let him go. Doubling <laughs> down on the, you know, Simone's just a good kid. He's straight-laced. Free of trouble. And then it sort of progresses from there again.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, I do love when, yeah, he's the other, the other members of the crew just sort of absolutely sell him out and just like, nah, we're going to eat, man. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Like, sorry. Can't give up on our, our pig mole steaks. So, but yeah, it, it is like, yeah, really hitting home that factor of like Simone is just this nice boy, he does what he's told, he's doing the right thing. Why is he hanging out with this no good
1: Carmina. Um And yeah, Kamina does not like that. <laughs> he really doesn't. And, and it's interesting because after after that situation where, yeah, Carmen has been, been locked up, Simone's back working again and he's got the little drill and he's out drilling and working for the man again. And as he's drilling and burrowing down into the depths, he bumps right into this giant mecha head. And it's like, oh, what is this going on here? I see some, some potential here for this story to really, uh, you know, speed itself up here. Yeah. And then uh, he then burrows his way through again, and he pops right up between Kamina's legs as <laughs> as a drill based, uh, you know, drill based appendage, you know, yes. with, yep. with those entendres again, and yeah, it helps bust Kamina out of jail because he's like, dude, you, like, oh, bro, sorry, you got to see what I've just found. Like, you got to <laughs> see what this is. Yeah, like, and, and like the, the, that, he does call him
0: bro, I think, there, I, I think for the mm-hmm. first time as well. He sort of like commits to the bit now, and that's sort of like a nice moment there. And yeah, I, I, I it, it is nice. Like, he's like, you got to come see this, and he's coming, and he's like, well, you are breaking me out of jail, so thanks, but also you got to realize there's going to be consequences for this, but, um, yeah, this, this mecha head sitting in the ground is um is very interesting and, yeah, we'll, we'll
1: get to it, but, yeah,
0: makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it certainly piqued my interest the first time I saw that pop up when he's yeah, drilling around. Obviously, we get the first little breadcrumb when he finds the the little drill-based charm that he's now mm-hmm. wearing as a necklace and then, yeah, bumps into this giant, this giant uh, what we find out to be known as a gunman. So it's the gunhead of a gunman down in there and, yeah, him and Kamina are sneaking out of jail, trying to to do their thing, but then they get caught by the chief because the chief apparently never sleeps. He's he's the watchman. He's the he's the boss. He's he's yep. everything. The old chief. And there was a cool moment here where it sort of shows, I guess, how strong and determined Kamina is because the chief starts belting him with like he's got his his katana that sheathed and he's sort of hitting him with with the sheath on. Yeah, and he's belting him pretty heavily, but then oh, yeah. he does this giant wind up super swing. And I don't know if it's coincidental or if this was the stri- the swing that sort of disturbed the surface, but he swings down, uh, you know, hits Kamina with a lot of force, the ground starts shaking, everyone's freaking out, everyone starts hiding, and the ceiling caves in, and a giant, like, skullball mecha, or j- skullball gunman, falls through down to the bottom of the pit, and everyone's like, what the fuck's going on, bro? Yeah.
0: It's um, it, it's pretty crazy. It's like that's that's the part where, I guess, you know, it starts to kick back into gear again after sort of like, you know, laying those breadcrumbs with the drill bit in the head and then you, you get this like giant gunman fall through the roof and everyone just sort of freaking the fuck out about what's happened. Because like you said, they're mostly kids mm. that haven't seen anything like this. So it would be horrific just to, to see that fall through the roof into the, the place you live.
1: Yeah, so everyone's sort of hiding away and sort of peeking from safety to see what's going on, but not old Kamina. He uh, has a bit of a hero <laughs> moment. He's somehow got the most obnoxious, ridiculous sunglasses all of a sudden. Like, I don't know why he needs oh sunglasses God. down in a pit that doesn't get sunlight, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm along for the ride. He's got these giant, like, Squirtle Squad sunglasses. Yes, that's it. And also, I don't know how he's got, like, sleeve tats. Like, he's a young dude... <laughs> Who tatted him up way back when? But same thing. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm in for yep. it. He's just got a cool look. And he's there. He's holding the katana. He's He's got his mad son he's on. He's got his tats out. And he's got this big sort of hero speech going on to this giant uh, gunman, which, yeah, resembles this, like, a bull skull. Yeah, And he's talking about it, He's like, how dare you down here? Get out of here. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then then the, the thing that sort of surprised me is the the big gunman or the big mecha then talked back
0: yeah it's like a garbled sort of language but it's just like I, I, I can't remember what it is like what did you say like what are you saying mm-hmm. um and yeah that's that's interesting I was like what okay uh, so they have some sort of sentience I guess are they piloted by other people is this what's going on here um yeah or it does it have its own sort of like form of sentience I don't I'm not sure um but again definitely adding to the mystery of like, oh, I want to find out what's going on there. Um, but Karmina is just great here. Just uh, absolute, just not mucking around, just trying to prove how tough he is to everyone. Um, but I think it's great because he genuinely believes it. Like he believes that he can take this down because I guess he's not really had to deal with anything like that before. He's only heard stories from his dad maybe. And my note on the sunglasses is I feel like it's aspirational. He doesn't Ooh, need them underground. Yes. But because he's like, I think he'd said he's seen the surface with his dad at one point. So he's like, it's like, I'm going to get back there. I've got these sunglasses because it's so bright. That's what, that's why I'm reading from it.
1: I, I think that's a fantastic take. I'm, I'm right there with you with that. Yeah, he's, he's so driven and determined that even though those sunglasses are largely irrelevant down in the pit, he's going to yep. need them one day when he's up on the surface again. Exactly. So I'm, I'm yep. all aboard. And, and I was drinking all the cum in a Kool-Aid because that speech – it was getting me pumped up. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm going to war with you as well. We're the, we're the Soul Brothers. Let's do it. Like, let's let's yeah. make it happen. But then uh, we get to see one of the other fantastic characters make an appearance here. So we, we see Yoko roll in, very scantily clad, might I add, yes. but she's rocking a huge-ass, like, sniper rifle, I guess, is the best way to describe this weapon she's got. Yeah. And we quickly find out that she's, uh, she's from the surface. She's come down to hunt this gunman. And she starts firing off and whatever else and doing her thing. There is some exploitation going on here because she is in a, in a bikini. She, she's like a, a late teenage girl. I think she's 17, 18 and she's very scantily clad, but she's uh she's a great character. And I love this first intro there because it just immediately inserts her as a badass too. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, yeah, the, the, the rifle that is the same size as her is just brilliant. Um, and just taking pot shots at this thing. Like she, she's handled one of these things before. Um, and, and, and this isn't her first rodeo. And yeah, like the, look, it's one of the things that I find, like when I do end up watching anime, um, (laughs) is, uh, and committing to it, I guess is, um, like you gotta kind of switch that part off a little bit because, it's always kind of going to be there, especially in depending on what animes you're looking at mm-hmm. something like this, especially, and especially cause it is like, I think you said 16 years old now. Yeah, like,
1: 2007.
0: Yeah. I, it's like, doesn't seem that long ago, but it's, you know, an age ago, uh, really when it comes to the way people have progressed, to, uh, more, more modern, like, like more modern sensibilities, uh, in the, the modern eye. But but yeah, I think the, the the important takeaway is that she is such a badass, um, and is yeah has done this before. I think,
1: yeah, she she's uh she's really established as a as a seasoned vet or, or a gunman hunter or gunman combatant because mm-hmm. yeah she's not stressed at all. She's cool, calm, and collected. Uh, They they sort of take cover and she starts lining up the shot and then Kamina gets in the way and he's like (laughs) carrying on and and squawking at the gunman again and and then she's getting upset but then it's like you know what I always want my enemy to to know like I don't want to hit my enemy in the back I don't want to fight dirty so you can sort of see he's got some morals even though it is idiotic in that moment because she's like I'm going to shoot the power core of the gunman and shut it down and it'll all be fine. Yeah, it's
0: I love that too. Like, and he just like has to like stand out the window and announce that's exactly what they're doing. But then, yeah, you do get that moment of him going like, "I want to look my, I, I, I have to look my combatants in the eye as I take them down." And I was just like, "Okay, yeah, cool. I like you've got morals. I like that. It's good." Um, would have been probably handier to just take out those power cores and maybe be done with it.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But yeah, Kamina, uh, he's he's got so many motivational and inspirational quotes that come out like rapid fire dialogue in the in this sort of subsequent five minutes there, where he's about sort of yeah not fighting dirty, being a, a straight clean fight. But then after that, uh, there's one line that I love because Simone then drags him away. He's like, I've got to show you this thing, and he takes it takes them to the small gunman or the gun the gunman head that he discovered just before the jailbreak. And then Kamina goes, kick logic out and do the impossible. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's a friggin' cool line to live by. I love that one. But then the cherry on top of this sort of motivational Sunday is where he goes, believe in me, you know, believe in the Kamina who believes in you or, you know, believe, believe in me, believe in the person who believes in you. Like I think there's just two really fantastic lines there you could take into real life and really use to sort of get, get you through the day absolutely
0: like yeah that one stuck with me the second one where he goes don't believe in you and and like and simone sort of like takes that like oh okay and he goes no believe in the me that believes in you and it's like fuck yes i'm gonna i want to i do not if i were someone who would go to the gym i feel like i just i don't need music or anything i just need like come in a quote just running yeah. through my headphones just
1: to come in an audio book play yeah. over and over
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah give me that like I'll, I'll i'll take that that's gonna get me through the day that's my like my morning um uh, affirmations will just be like Carmina quotes from now That's on.
1: That's it. A, a strong cup of coffee and some Carmen quotes, and yep. you'll start your day off right every single time. So absolutely, yeah. After those fantastic bits of dialogue, they're, they're all sort of hunched in the top of this uh, gunman mecca, and they're trying to work out like, like, let's get out. Like, let's do something here. And, and Simone had some hesitancy. We get those great quotes. And then the random little mole pig pops up again with the with the drill bit key, and sort of strongly implies this is what's going to activate the gunman because they're all unsure of how to power this thing up. It powers up, and then it's just moving like super yeah. fast. We're getting some really cool, swift animation where we've got like crazy speed and movement, and light rays going on behind the gunman, and and then we get coming again, and he's like. Everything is lagan! Like that yelling another banger of a line, like yeah, Gurren and Lagan Lagan gets used. It's it's a it's a noun, it's an adjective, it's a verb, it's <laughs> it's it's just it's a way of life lagan,
0: from, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, it's a state of mind, man. That's what it is. <laughs> That's where it's at. Um I, I love oh god, it this head makes me laugh so much. In like it, and not in like a oh it's like I'm making fun of it or anything, because it, I think it genuinely looks amazing. But it is so funny the way that it moves, as this like gi- like giant head with these like tiny arms and legs that sort of like waddle along. It it's so great, um, and that was I think I was already on board with like committing to this series. That was the <laughs> point where I'm like, yes, this is a show for me. This is something I will enjoy uh, if this keeps up. And uh, it, yeah
1: it, it is it really absurd I love that it is just a head with arms and legs uh, <laughs> in so in this good. episode it's it's phenomenal but like it's silly but it works and yeah all three of them and the little mole pig are are clustered in in I guess the the the, the, the brain area of where the where that or well, the brain would be in the top of this gunman mecha head yeah and yeah it comes flying out we see the we see this cool battle between the, the giant bull skull gunman and simone and kamina and yoko all cramped into this little smaller gunman head and it's really awesome the, the the exchange between the two and there's some back and forth going on and and the giant gunman sort of winds up i guess for like an ultimate attack almost and we realise that the the gunhead or the gun, like the gunman that they're piloting, does have a little bit of sentience to it. It's got a bit of awareness, and it sort yeah. of props this the top of the skull over them to protect them from this impact, which the, the impact is so strong it sort of knocks the the giant bull skull gunman over, and it's sort of stunned for a little bit because there was just so much force that was uh, created during this hit on the top of the head.
0: Yeah, I, I love the detail of like when that little like bubble shell pops over, it does, it looks like a brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that like little detail there. Just, it, it, it makes me, it makes me so happy every I see it. I was like, oh, I just didn't need to be, it could have just been like a plane shell, but like they've made it look a little bit more humanoid and like give it more, I guess, sentience without it actually having it talk or anything like that. At this stage that I know of,
1: it, it's funny too because this gunman—it looks like the head of a Sentinel from X Men. Like it's got the same facial features, the same sort of shape and look. This would have come out, so maybe they maybe they stole from from Marvel there a little bit with X Men from from the eighties or something. Who knows? Ooh, but uh, yeah. okay. imitations are a form of flattery, so uh, I wouldn't worry too much there. But yeah, we get this moment, and the the big bull skull gunman is stunned. And they're sort of having a little bit of faked victory, like, yeah, we did it. But then it gets up again and starts running running rampant, causing chaos. And then Simone's like, we need more power. And he turns the, turns the drill bit key furthermore, mm. making a giant drill pop out of the forehead of the gunman that they're piloting. Yes. And he powers it up again and it charges head first and it's now got drill bit arms as well as this giant drill bit poking out of its forehead, ready to do battle.
0: It's got yeah again, again like I, I've watched like the first two episodes of it, but it gives like very much Chainsaw Man uh, has taken inspiration from from that for sure. Like because uh, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh, uh, ah, yeah. I watched that other show that's more <laughs> recent, but still maybe it was a maybe it was a reference because I know that show's all about like references, especially from its opening. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, see this giant head with tiny drill arms. And one sticking out of its head as well. Just it again cemented the fact that I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna have a lot of fun. This is gonna be a lot of fun.
1: It's it's super fun. And it's sort of emphasized the funness and the absurdity there because they're yeah, they're charging in with the drill bits out of the forehead and out of the arms. And the whole team in the in the gunman head there doing the big communal yell charge up, with they're all like, ah, yes. is and I was like On the couch, like, doing it mentally at the same time. Like, yes, yes, yelling makes it stronger. Yelling, (laughs) like, re-emphasize the impact. And it just sells it for me so well. Yeah, so it
0: was, um, it reminded me, though, like you were saying about how, like, yelling makes it, like, makes it stronger every time. It reminded me of, like, going to Japan and and doing this VR experience. Uh, It was, like, a Dragon Ball Z one. And I, like, got to, like, train with Vegeta and, like, learn how to power up and then do a Kamehameha. And when I did that, like the guy running it was like, you know, you have to like, Kamehameha. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And like he did it with a bit of gusto. And then I got to my turn to do it and I did it with a lot of gusto.
1: Damn Um, right you did. Yeah.
0: And to the point where my wife was like, no one else was anywhere near (laughs) the level that you screamed at. But apparently, the guy running the experiment—I couldn't see him because I had the headset on. But the guy running it apparently looked at it and was like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> like he was like, "Yes, finally, one person did it properly." Um, but yeah, like that—that—that that, that reminded me of that moment. It was like, uh, yeah, they were all yelling together and just flying towards destiny i guess
1: yeah well i, I guess you and the uh the Lagan team collectively got over nine thousand in those big yelling moments there it was uh, a yeah. communal energy boost as they were doing this big charge up move and it works because this move has so much power and momentum behind it they end up pushing right through to the surface smashing the gunman to bits as they sort of break into daylight and and there's this really nice moment where, yeah, they've they've had this big hero impact, yeah, smashed through the top of the top of the pit, and they've gotten so high in the sky that they've almost sort of frozen for a moment. And yeah, seeing Simone and Kamina experience this sort of sunset that's going on at the moment, and just this this beautiful vast landscape and the world around them. I don't know how their eyes didn't immediately melt from not seeing sunlight for like, you know, decades or whatever. You know, we, we don't need to get into the semantics, but it's a really, really sweet moment where they're yeah frozen in time and they're just sort of surveying this whole new world around them and you can see Yoko grinning sort of beside them knowing how much of an impact this is having on them.
0: Yeah, I love the shot too of like, when they, like, it's, like, from behind them and you just see the sun on one side and the moon on the other and, like, that wide vista shot. It It's so cool. Like, never thought of, like, having a shot like that in in anything where you can see the sun and moon at the same time. I don't know if that's to do with the the way the planet that they're on rotates or anything like that. Um, But it just, it looks so good. And, yeah, like, now's the time for the sunglasses coming up. Mm-hmm. That's and, the he, and yeah, he
1: doesn't he doesn't sort of drop him down or whatever. He's seek like soaking in all of this sunlight, and like I, I completely agree with you. Like the way this scene is framed and the way they've got it set behind them, and, and yeah, showcasing this big grand vista, it is stunning. Like mm-hmm. Gainax were crushing it at this oh, point yeah. in time with the animation, and yeah, like this is a sixteen year old anime, but it's one of the one of the scenes that holds up with a lot of today's anime easily. You could definitely just like have that
0: like printed on a wall. Like that, that would be just like a nice piece of artwork. I would love that. Maybe that's yeah. what I should get for here behind me. Maybe so-
1: <laughs> yeah, you've, got, you've got some nice exposed white wall back there. You can have this Vista shot of, uh, yeah. of, of Grunlagen, and it. it'll look very nice. And then um to sort of break the nicety, they realize they like, Oh shit. Now what goes up must come down due to gravity. And they start free falling back to, to the planet's surface and they're all panicking. There, you know, you know, get the gunman to to activate, do something, Simone, help us. And, and he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm peeking. but then mentioning that sort of sentience <laughs> again, the gunman just before point of impact slows down a little bit, almost like turns its legs to drills, goes into the ground, and they land safely, to a degree, and they end up sort of free, like like hitting the ground yeah. with a little bit of impact. Yeah. No no major damage is done. But then we get a little bit more of this, uh, you know, sexual suggestiveness, where uh, Simone's landed and he's like, "Oh, the ground's so soft." Then he opens his eyes and he's his head's in Yoko's cleavage, and <laughs> it's a time. But then we also find out that Muta, the uh, the, the mole pig, is hiding in there. And Kamina has this one line where he goes, ooh, a tasty morsel hiding in more tasty morsels. Oh my God. And I lost it it's at that so line. It's so funny.
0: Like, it's so funny. Like, I, I, oh, yeah, that's, that's a great line. And just oh, caps off everything nicely. And, and it is, yeah, it's sort of, it is such a great, like, turning point there where you have that moment. I guess that moment where they're sort of, like, hovering is, like, the moment where it sort of gives you a time to take a breath. Mm-hmm. um because again like i said this this episode is just like go 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 even in the quiet parts but this is like the first time when it really stops and then yeah to have that breaking out of like oh my gosh we're falling and then to just continue on with the uh the uh the sexual suggestiveness um <laughs> uh of the the, the line from Karmina is just brilliant again just be like all right
1: i'm in yeah this is great yeah. It's, it's just so funky and fun and all the right kinds of dumb. But yeah, yeah. after after they sort of shake that off and, and start to getting get to their feet, they realize that there's two brand new evil gunmen waiting to uh, smash them and do all kinds of harm. And then we got Yoko saying, well, out of the frying pan and into the fire. And then it's like cut to credits and we get this really funky indie outro track which also bangs like it's got a great tone to it so we get it's called underground by high voltage and it's just like like it's so funky and toe tapping and it's just like all right this is this is a vibe this entire anime and it's it's bookended by two fantastic songs that just complement what we've just watched for this last 20 odd minutes and it's like i'm in let's let's go
0: yeah i mean it's like music is such a, a a big deal for me. I, I love exploring different types of music and things like that. Um, but it's... I, I love... I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but mm-hmm. when you start an anime and it has like a banger intro and then a banger outro, you can't... Like, that like is definitely like extra marks in the book there, for sure.
1: Yeah, a good intro and outro can like add so much or take so much from an anime. Like if, if it doesn't fit tonally on either side of the the 20 odd minutes you've just watched you just sit there and go um what do i feel now i don't know what to feel because this is too jarring for me but this is yeah. just hand in glove just they go together so well mm-hmm.
0: absolutely like i'd I put it up there in the same echelon as things like cowboy bebop as well like where it's just like that opener sets such a great tone and then the outro is just like I, like you back to earth a little bit and then
1: yeah it's, See, it's so great. Like Taku Iwasaki handled the soundtrack for uh, Gurren Lagann and, and he's also done Akami Kill. he's done Soul Eater and he's also done an anime that's still current and doing more episodes in Season say called Bungo Stray Dogs which is also fantastic, well worth a watch. So okay. having awesome. him involved from the soundtrack perspective but also Hiroyuki Imiyashi directing it who, yeah, like we mentioned Kill a Kill but also added, I'm assuming you've probably watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I, oh yeah, that was one of the other ones I've watched. Very much enjoyed that. Yeah, so Hiroyuki yeah. directed both of those as well as Guern Lagan. And yeah, he's just got an eye for shots and coolness and just silky smoothness going from frame to frame. And I love what he did here with Guern Lagan. And so we've watched the first episode. I've watched it all. I've I've read some of the manga. I've watched the films. And so I've sort of got a, a pretty well rounded opinion on Gruenlagen. Lagan, but where are you at at the moment? Will you continue to watch after this first episode?
0: Oh absolutely yeah like i i I wanted to do this as like this this experience as as pure as possible and do mm-hmm. the, like just watch that first episode and just so I don't have any other things coming into my mind, but yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch this um I, I I can't wait to to continue to watch this um I guess, yeah, look, follow me on Twitter because I'll probably just be that person over there that's just like, Oh, there's sixteen-year-old anime, how good <laughs> is it, everyone? Um, that's that's me over there. Uh but yeah, I'm absolutely gonna finish watching this. And again, because it has an end as well.
1: It's it's a little less daunting for you knowing that you've got a complete story ahead of you with the next following on twenty-six episodes.
0: Yeah, and that, that's how that's how Killer Kill was sold to me as well. They're like, it's like, it's twenty-six episodes. And it's done. And I was like, sweet. Okay, cool. It's very similar with this where like our friends are just like 26 episodes and you're done. It's good. You've got a full, complete story there. So that's what I'm excited for.
1: Yeah, there's something calming about finality in media, whether it be anime, film, a game. When when they go forever and, and they're also pretty mature in their storytelling at that point in time where it could be hundreds of episodes, it's so daunting mm-hmm. and it can really put people off from jumping in knowing oh, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm about to jump into one piece and there's over a thousand episodes. You're just yeah. like, you know what? That ain't for me. That's too intimidating where you can sort of bite off 27 episodes mm-hmm. pretty comfortably and not feel too stressed.
0: If someone suggests to me that there's a viewing guide that I can use to skip certain parts of the show, I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's far too much. And, like, um, listeners, if, if you've got time for Gurren Lagen and you wanted to sort of watch some other stuff after you've enjoyed Gurren Lagen, uh the, the main recommendations from my anime list that sort of are married to this fantastic anime known as Gurren Lagen we've got Killer Kill, which we've already yes. talked about, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and Fooly Cooley, as well as Darling in the Franks and Eureka 7 are the top five. And it's funny because, uh, you know, Fully Cooly and Neon Genesis Evangelion were also done by Gainax, who did uh, Grunt Lagan. So right. there's synergies here as far as if you love this, you're going to love that because it's more fantastic, crazy sci-fi awesomeness. I've dabbled in both of those too. So, oh, you've had like a little I've, bit of
0: Fully Cooly. I've done a little bit of Fully Cooly, yeah. Like my wife was telling me about it. She's like, I don't really like it, but she's like, I feel like you might. And yeah, uh, there was like, a whole bunch of like guitar-based elements to it, so that was that got me over the line there. I need to to go back and finish watching that. Yeah, as, it is fantastic.
1: It's another one. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Neon Genesis Evangelion is very special, but also the you know the last few episodes, it's very divisive because the the director was having literal mental breakdowns, and it translated to the to the content because the studio ran out of money and funding, and he just went full art house with it. Some people yep. love it, some people don't, but well worth your time because your Neon Genesis is another one of those anime that I think we a lot of us cut our teeth on as kids because it's something we witnessed on SBS, SBS on, a, on a late yeah. night on a Friday. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that old Bubblegum Crisis is like oh, the other one. Bubblegum like Crisis so checked good. Out. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic anime. But um, we're going to get into your last word here, Joel, presented by our friends over at Japan Crate. Experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly care package drops, courtesy of japancrate.com. While you're there, be sure to use 8-Bit 15 at checkout to get yourself a tasty discount, as well as free shipping anywhere in the world. But, yeah, Joel, what is your last word on Gurren Lagen?
0: Uh I, I mean, the, the, the title of the episode is it. Like, that's it. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like...
1: Bust through the heavens with your drill. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I need to do with all anime from now on, is just keep going. You, you need
1: that drill to bust through your heart to that's sort it. of allow the emotions to flow outwards and just fully embrace this fantastic world that is anime. Exactly. That's
0: it. Yeah, just a bit more commitment from my from my end. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, I... I can't wait to see, because again, I've been told that like, it takes some pretty big left turns and gear changes. Yes. And I can't wait to get to those and to like, see what, what's going to happen. Um, Cause yeah, I, I love when, when things do that, especially if it's like, if it, not if it makes sense, but if it like serves a purpose then I'm like, absolutely cool. Like let's, let's change things up a bit.
1: I'm looking forward to uh, being on this journey with you as you as you watch through and be sure to message me when you get to some of these crazy forks in the road because I want to get your impression and reaction because, especially because this anime is so fresh for you to see how you felt and if it's similar to how I felt at the time when I watched them you know, a decade or so ago. So, uh, yeah, it's so great, Gurren It is well worth your time. It can be a little difficult to, to track down. Here in Australia, it's not on Crunchyroll that I'm aware yeah, of. I don't think so. I had to find find an old copy that I had kicking around on an old hard drive and managed to consume it that way. But yes. there is a fantastic uh, sub and dub offering. So depending on how you want to consume it, you can get the the native Japanese delivery or you can get the English version. The uh, The dub version is pretty damn solid. Yeah. Obviously, it's not always as good or up to the standard as, as the native Japanese subtrack, but the English one's pretty damn admirable. The, the vocal deliveries are pretty bang on.
0: Yeah, I actually enjoyed it because I watched it um, dubbed. So I, I actually really enjoyed the the dub of this one as well. I'm I'm firmly in the camp of like I don't mind either way. I'm not a I'm not a sub or a dub. I'm like whatever, whatever is available, whatever I can get my hands on. That's you know, and sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. But in this case, I feel like it's 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 a pretty damn good, um, yeah, damn good time.
1: Exactly, it's it's no different to ordering cheeseburgers. Some people love the pickles on top. Some people take them off. Some people add all kinds of funky flavors and trimmings to them. So, Absolutely. you know, it's it's a it's a tasty snack either way. And we're never going to yuck nobody's yums here. So just enjoy anime however you like. But Joel, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai. Thanks so much for stopping on by. I've had an absolute blast. Rifan Gurenlagen with you and hopefully it is the uh the first step towards a big new prolonged anime journey for yourself.
0: Yes, well, thank you for having me. It's it's uh you know, I eventually got here and I am very, very happy to be here and it was um it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I can't wait. I don't worry, I'll be inundating you with messages about probably Oh my god, what's this what? Are you serious?
1: I'm going to be pissed if I do not get messages (laughs) like that. Like, if it is just radio science for the next few months, like, firstly, ow, but secondly, how dare you? So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you keep me in the loop. But listeners, uh, keep us in the loop emotionally by rating, reviewing, and subscribing this podcast as well as Dialogue Options and all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular. Takes no time, costs no money, and it means the world to podcasters like ourselves because it's paying that good juju forward. So, take a second rate, review, subscribe and do that good stuff. If you wanted to check out all the 8Bit content, you can do so over at videogamesandculture.com. Want to get some merch, you can do so over at shop8bit.net. You want to shout us a coffee, you can do so over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash weare8bit. But I think it's about time to close off Riverside Studio for another indefinite period of time. So whether your anime be subbed, dubbed or still yet to come, enjoy yourself, stay hungry and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there. Goodbye.